1: we go, folks. We keep this thing rolling on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You just heard E.J. Manuel continuing to pound the table for his Seminoles, and now we have his co-host here with us. You might remember this guy playing football for the LSU Tigers. He did win a national championship during his time there when it was the BCS. He was an All-ACC, I mean, All-SEC back for the Tigers as well. Spent time in the NFL with the Chargers and and the Broncos. Joining us now is the one and only Jacob Hester. You can follow him on X at Jacob Hester 18. Jacob, how's it going? Yeah, it's going well. You mentioned uh,
2: BCS and also Chargers. When I played there, they were the San Diego Chargers, mm. so that tells you just how old that I really am getting here. <laughs>
3: that was a real when I was your age moment back in the day. We used to play BCS and in San Diego. That is pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, so yeah. When, you, when you look at this thing and, and being that you played in a national championship in the BCS era now compared to the playoffs and how they decide this thing. We know there's been more controversy this year yeah. than ever. Do you think that this has been a better model model the playoff model that they have now or the BCS back when you were uh, trying to win a natty?
2: Well I think four is better than two and we fought a long time to get four and for so long we did have two and there's some really good teams that got left out of the BCS in that national championship game so I was always in favor of adding now I didn't ever think that we would get 12 I thought like maybe Max we'd get eight it just felt like they were so reluctant to give more teams an opportunity so four is better than two obviously but I cannot wait for the 12 team playoff that way we don't have to worry about what we're going through this year there's more teams that deserve to get in than just four so four's been okay but I think 12 can be great
1: and Jacob Hester again joining us you can follow him on x at Jacob Hester 18 host of off campus on Sirius XM and Sirius XM college radio and so we know where EJ stands we know what's a former Seminole, but you are an SEC guy. Did you feel like that the committee got it right with how they decided to pick these four teams?
2: No, I think Florida State should have been in. Um, I think when you go undefeated with the schedule that they had, they beat two SEC teams. Uh, they went through the ACC undefeated, and look, the ACC wasn't you know maybe where we thought it would be early in the year when North Carolina and Miami and other teams were playing well. But still, they went undefeated. They're Florida State. You know, they're not directional school state. They're Florida State. They're a huge brand. And if you beat LSU like they did, they go into the swamp and they beat Florida. Florida's not great this year, but I've played in that stadium. I know how difficult it is, certainly with a backup quarterback. And they went in there and they covered the spread. They did more than what you told us they could do, right? And so, for me, if you're Florida State and you go undefeated, Right, wrong, or indifferent, right? Because two things can be true. Like, Florida State should have gotten in, and Alabama can be one of the four best teams. But Alabama lost, right? I I was on teams at LSU that may be even better than our national championship team, but we lost, and we didn't get in because of those losses that I think we should have. Yes, but we didn't, and you understand why. So I I think Florida State, man, if if you're a brand like that, if you do what they did on the field, because this is the ultimate team sport. Right, football. All 22 have to be working in the same direction for it to go like it's supposed to go. And so you're telling 84 other guys on scholarship that you don't matter. You're not good enough to play in this game because one guy goes down. And, again, when you play at Florida State, you've got Sunday players all across the board, not just at quarterback. And I just felt like give them the opportunity. Allow them to go prove that they can do it without their quarterback. They've got a great
3: defense, great running game, two Sunday receivers and they're not going to be able to do that, and I don't think that was right. Jacob Hester joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline here on Media Row. Boston for the Army-Navy game. Yes, it's the ultimate team sport. Your alma mater had a pretty good individual playing quarterback <laughs> for LSU. Jaden Daniels, he's a part of the four Heisman finalists. Doesn't have the record that some of these guys have, but he certainly has the stats. A little Lamar Jackson-esque as we've evaluated it. What do you think about Jaden Daniels' chances winning the Heisman? Should he be the recipient?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's got great chances, and, and the way the Pac-12 championship game played out, I think that kind of secured him winning the Heisman Trophy. I mean, you look at the Vegas odds. Now, uh, I am a Heisman voter, so I can't tell you exactly who I voted for I did just yet. not mean yet. to almost get no. you in trouble. I apologize <laughs> for that. No, but when you look at the totality of his work, I mean, it's hard to deny the season that he had. I mean, he's had, he's had a generational season. He's going to end with the best quarterback rating of all time for a quarterback and you add in that he's got over a thousand yards on the ground he's the highest rushing yard per carry guy in the country regardless of position so what he's done I mean yes he has the three losses and it takes a uh, Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow, a Lamar Jackson type year to win it with three losses and he's kind of had that year and then again you look at the Pac-12 championship game uh, you know Pennix is probably third going into that game you would think and he plays his way maybe into a different situation maybe he could be the guy coming up tomorrow night but you know Bo Nix It felt like if he would have led them on that drive at the very end of the game, that probably would have been his Heisman moment. So you've got three really good quarterbacks. What Jaden Daniels did, though, I mean, I never thought as an LSU guy I'd see somebody break anything that Joe Burrow
3: did, and he's right there with those numbers and exceeded some of those numbers. How many years have you been a Heisman voter? Two. Okay. Second year, I'm a newbie. Well, well, the reason I ask, I was going to ask if this was the hardest decision that you've had, but I have to imagine it might be with how many many people have been here. But even if you go before you were a voter, it does feel like this one was really hard to try to get a grasp on all season long because... I don't know how many Heisman moments that we had where, oh, okay, that's it, the Johnny Mitzel yeah. moments, some of the ones you speak of, and while Jaden Daniels had a crazy season, he doesn't have the record that matches up, this one feels harder than... A lot of the other races we've had in the last decade or so. No,
2: it does, and I mean Michael Penix deserves to be fully in the conversation, and he kind of got left out a little bit. But 20 games in a row, you win 20 games in a row as a starting quarterback and put up those stats, then yeah, you absolutely deserve to be in the conversation of winning a Heisman Trophy. And for whatever reason, people were kind of reluctant to give Michael Penix Jr. his credit. And I'm like, why, why are we sitting here? They're underdogs against a team that they've already beat this year. At the time, they'd won 19 games in a row. For whatever reason and it happens almost every year like you don't get somebody like Michael Penix the love that he deserves and so like it's been a very tight race I think guys have put themselves in it they've taken themselves out Caleb Williams a lot of us thought maybe he would have a chance to repeat something that's only been done one time as we all know and then obviously their season didn't go that way so I mean there's even guys that you could add into the conversation that won't be in New York uh, coming up tomorrow and I mean a guy like Malik Neighbors, who Jaden Daniels threw to all season long well over 1500 yards and so it, it's a year where I think you have a lot of guys that certainly could be there in New York City, and it's going to be difficult, and I think it's going to be probably one of the closest votes we've had.
1: Jacob, how excited are you for this Army-Navy game, and did, have you had any prior experience with this game, seeing it live in action?
2: So my first one, a lot of a lot of first years for me, uh, first-time things for me last year, it was uh, you know the first overtime game, and I'm sitting there like, wait a minute, my first ever Army-Navy game to cover, it's going to be the first overtime game ever, and sitting there down on the sidelines, Navy completed their first pass in overtime, and it was for a touchdown like this is the perfect army navy type of game and i played you know running back at lsu but fullback in the nfl so three yards in a cloud of dust is right up my alley so these teams running the option the offenses that they run i kind of appreciate it so it's an old school throwback to when we all played Pee-Wee football and we all used to run like the veer option in Pee-Wee football so i love it uh, you know my dad is a marine my grandfather's a marine on one side navy on the other side so we were definitely a military family growing up and kind of my dad raised us with, you know, those principles and what we were supposed to do and what's supposed to look like. And so, yeah, being here last year for the first time was incredible. Being back again is such an honor to be able to be here, cover this game, talk about this game, and go watch the game.
1: Was this a, a game as a kid that you used to watch a lot? Do you hold it in the same hierarchy as the Ohio State-Michigans and all of those big college football rivalries? Oh, without question. Without question.
2: And I was telling somebody right on the elevator coming over here, they were like, they saw, I had my backpack on, I had an LSU tag, and they were like, well, how does this compare to a game in the SEC? And I said, look, I'll be honest with you. Like I've played everywhere in the SEC, and there's great venues, but this game has a different feel because you know what it means. You know what the people on the field and and where they're going in the ultimate sacrifice and all those things, but there's so many people here that are just here to watch the football game, to watch the pregame they're they're not really cheering for one team or the other, it's a bucket list type game, and it's one of the best experiences I've had watching a football game, and again, like, going across the SEC, all these great places that I've been able to play or watch a game,
3: last year's game in Philly is right up there at the top for me. Well, and Jacob, here we are with a game that has such rich tradition, this is the 124th Army-Navy game that we're going to see, even in the 1800s we got the game, it's kind of (laughs) crazy, you know, it feels like some of that is being stripped from college football, with Conference realignment. We're we're about to experience it. We expect in the ACC. You have the Pac-12 being the Pac-2, and then just dissipating into non-existence. How does that affect you as you go back and look at college football? With you know, you having played in LSU, you talk about some of these arenas that you've played in before. Does it feel like it's being stripped a little bit with conference realignment? (laughs) It does. And look, I played at a place that is going to get the the
2: benefit of the doubt, right? The SEC and the Big Ten. Those are the two conferences that have been able to get the benefit of the doubt. and, you know, so the place that I played for, the place that I watched, you know, closely, they they get that. They're, they're able to play with the big boys. No matter where it goes, I know LSU is going to be there, but it still, you know, doesn't make me happy to see the way that it's going. Like, even growing up in Louisiana, I remember watching the Rose Bowl, watching it be Big 10 versus Pac-12 or Pac-10 at the time and, and appreciating that and wondering, can I ever go to that stadium? Would I ever play in that stadium? That looks just incredible. And so then I played in San Diego and got to watch some football out there and watch UCLA and you sc a a bunch and it's just it's sad it's sad that we're not going to get some of those matchups and you've got an oregon state and a washington state that are lonely on the dance floor they got no dance partner i mean they are sitting there wondering who they're going to play you've got some teams going to the big 12 you got some going to the big 10 and look i'm not a huge fan of it i know why it's done it's dollars and cents but some of those matchups that we've had forever that we grew up watching we're not going to get those anymore and uh you know You lose a little bit of it. You lose a little bit of what you've kind of grown up on and kind of known to expect because now we're going to have, you know, Oregon Rutgers playing a conference
3: game. (laughs) It's it's weird. I, I did want to ask you, me and Wes were talking last night, Wes having played in the ACC. We were doing the ACC nostalgia thing, and we ended up talking about Philip Rivers. Yeah, and you got to play with Philip Rivers oh, for quite yes. some time. The trash talking that Wes says he was out there. You know what was he like? when he was like? Yeah, the defensive forward? guy
1: said like <laughs> during the play as he's setting things up, he was talking trash in between oh, yeah. navigating pre-snap what he was going to do. What was oh. that
3: like for you? What are the Philip River stories? Oh, with, Without question.
2: He is somebody, ah, man, Philip, I've never heard somebody talk so much trash without saying one swear word. Not yeah. one. I mean, he is creative with it, but he is just, like, if I said, Philip, I'm going to race you to the end of that room, he would say, okay, push me down and beat me to the end of that room. <laughs> That's just who he is. I mean, he's a high school football coach. I went and watched him coach this year. He has not changed. I yeah. can promise you that. One of the stories though, because sometimes he can't control Control it. We're playing in Oakland. We had already clinched our playoff spot. Oakland was our big rival. We had already beaten them once. This was the last game of the regular season. And uh, Rolando McClain was one of their linebackers. It was 2011. LSU was about to have a rematch with Alabama in the national championship game. It's third and one. I'm playing fullback. We're about to run a fullback dive, pick it up, game's over. And Phillip's just talking trash to Richard Seymour and everybody. He's like, hey, Rolando, hey, it's third and one. I'm handing it to Hester. Bet you can't stop him. Here he comes. It's LSU versus Alabama. Before we get the game, who's going to win? I'm like, Philip, I'm getting the ball. Could you not tell him what we're doing? And sure enough, I mean, we get the ball, we pick up the first down. But I'm like, Philip, I understand what you were doing, but could you not tell the middle linebacker exactly where we're running this football on third and one? But, you know, he lost it a he little didn't bit. Care. He had no for
3: your life talking
2: that
1: track. That's a great story. And then the last one that we've got too, man. You know, we just had EJ over here. You guys host uh, the off-campus show on Sears XM. Uh, what dirt do you have on EJ? What have you learned about him that might be a bit unsavory? It's a safe uh, space, Jacob. Oh yeah. my
2: gosh. You know, EJ's like... He's rare because he's like a quarterback that has like a, a different mentality. I wish I had some good trash on him, but he's like such a good guy. He's incredibly humble, and I, I don't have any trash on EJ, unfortunately. Like, if it feels like maybe some other quarterbacks I'd have a lot of trash on him. Like, if we talk Danny Cannell, I could sit here yes. for the rest of the
3: interview and talk about Danny, but EJ's too clean. He's got like a linebacker mentality. Do you think he looks like Wes? Because Wes has been mistaken for EJ Manning. Oh, Jacob Fields.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: this is safe space, right? It it is. All right, so I hadn't seen EJ yet today because
2: he got in late. I'm in the corner of the room. They're like, EJ's in the corner over there doing an interview with Charlotte. I looked over and I was like, I thought y'all said he was in a yellow hoodie, not a camo hoodie. Yes! I thought you were man, EJ earlier. That's now, that's from across the room. You no, know, it's all good. No, it yeah. counts. It yeah.
3: counts, and you can't
1: escape it. And, too, I was going to say I see uh, that you went to Evangel Christian. I did. Uh, did you lose a game in high school? Because I know they had a lot of stretches <laughs> where they didn't lose at all. Uh,
2: I think we made it into my junior year, I think, before we lost a game. We had a stretch where we were 60-0. and 0. Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had a really good stretch, man. I was, like, I was very fortunate in, in my lifetime. My quarterbacks in high school, my first one went to Florida, my second one
1: went to Oklahoma, my third one went to USC. Yeah, because you have Brock Berlin, Brent Ross. Yeah, and yeah. then John David Booty. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> well that was Jacob Hester joining us, former LSU running back, former running back of the Chargers and the Broncos and host of off campus on Sirius XM and Sirius XM College Radio. Jacob, we appreciate the time and the stories.
2: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, man. All
2: for right,
1: me. no doubt about it. Let's take them to break, man. It's, it's Wesson
3: Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ, live from Media Row in anticipation of the Army-Navy game. We'll be back with you, Sports Radio, 92.7 FM.
1: McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on at McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle-to-chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing.
0: Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at K-I-S-Q-A-L-I dot com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
3: We get a little bit of a breather here, Wes. And by a little bit of a breather, I mean, like, I think eight minutes. We got eight minutes where it's just you and me and our dynamic producer back at the Planet Kia Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, Josh Fiddy Marlowe. And it has been an absolute rush of a radio show. Every single second has been occupied by guests guest today, and we wouldn't want it any other way here at Army-Navy we You've had Game.
1: the car wash going for Woo! sure,
3: for sure today,
1: man. And look, I'm just telling you,
3: Roy is back with us. Here's what I love about Roy, our sound engineer who's been helping us out this entire time. Okay, We had somebody else hop on. Shout out to John, knowing him for about five minutes of my life. Great guy. Awesome dude. Roy came over and said, nah, I'm about to do this. And then so now we got him back. And you know what else he's doing for us right now? He's seeing if we can have Rob Gronkowski on at least for about three to five minutes.
1: I'm not going to get too ahead of my skis there because I know how uh, somebody back in the studio probably is taking uh, (laughs) offense to all of this right now. So now uh, that means that Fiddy is probably going to try to get a Shannon Sharp at this point. If he gets us Gronkowski, Fiddy's going to try to get Shannon Sharp or some other famous tight end. Uh, Fiddy, how are you feeling back there? Get us George Kittle. get, Get us Uncle Shay Shay.
3: I just, uh, I hope when y'all fly back to Boston and we're back together in the studio on Monday, the amount of compliments this Roy guy is getting
4: (laughs) come my way, okay? Because I got
3: to deal with you guys every day for 15 hours. I I mean, after today, this guy will never see or hear from you guys again. All right, well, yeah. well, you, you dodge it a little bit because Roy is saying, hey, he tried, but yeah, Rob Gronkowski can't hop on with us. He's just so. not as dynamic as me, man. I, I get, well, he's yeah. been helpful. I'm just playing. I'm just playing, Fitty. <laughs> we still love you. We still love you. Don't take it personally. That's the great dynamic, Fitty not only helping us produce from back in Charlotte, but also he's got the fight songs ready to go. He has. He's got he's and he gives you the fight songs, Florida State, LSU, it doesn't matter. We'll welcome Wayne Peacock in just a moment. He's going to be talking about this game as well. Wayne Peacock is the CEO and president of USAA, who's been helping take care of us all week long.
1: And so we appreciate it. And they it. have been taking care of us very Ooh, well. Crazy. I don't crazy think man. I showed you the breakfast that I had this morning. Oh. It was quite delicious. <laughs> no, <Wayne. laughs> quite delicious. We did not,
3: We did not eat breakfast together. I imagine you took advantage of what they were able to
1: uh, provide for us. Well, I was up and rolling this morning. You know, I got up, worked out, then went straight and ate breakfast, got some lemon ricotta pancakes, a little bacon, uh, a little yogurt and granola. It was quite a nice breakfast. I'm sorry. (laughs) Lemon ricotta pancakes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll have to join me tomorrow, man. You can't keep missing out on stuff. Well, I mean, mean, I'm doing
3: the the podcast, but, oh, I'm seeing a picture right now. That is Instagram. Look at me flossing on y'all. Yeah, it's quite delicious.
1: So they are taking care of us very well up here. It's going to make it difficult uh, when we go back because we've been spoiled so much. Yeah, we really
3: have. Yeah, it's been fantastic. We're live from Media Row here at the Westin in anticipation of the 124th Army-Navy game. I'm going to provide some history for you. Fitty, if you want to set the ambiance, maybe for some history, you want to bring some of that in? okay a little flute Andre 3,000 up here with us all right yes I want to tell you a little more about the history of this game. the USAA is celebrating more than a hundred years of serving military families by gifting two vehicles to military families in need prior to this year's game and so we appreciate USA for that but also America's best sports rivalry this game is set to debut in the birthplace that is the American Revolution before the cadets of West Point and Midshipmen of the Naval Academy face off on the field, USA presenting sponsor of the Army-Navy game, USAA, will commemorate the revolutionary showdown in a way that rivals the likes of 1773. In honor of Boston traditions, culture, and history, USAA will unveil a 374-pound bag of tea, a symbolic combination of the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party and the 124th Army-Navy game in front of the USS Constitution the oldest commissioned ship in the United States Navy. That will be happening, having already happened, on Wednesday, December 6th. Thank you very much for that history lesson and ambiance. We'll be back with you. In the next hour of Weston Walker for some that more was history right lesson, I
1: felt like marching
3: myself. <laughs> I did too, honestly. <laughs> they, they might not like that. We
1: might just yeah. mess
3: up this. The, uh, they
1: might try to sign us up.
3: Yeah, it's too sacred for us. Or maybe they could just sign us up and say, "Hey, maybe that's what we should do." Um, real quickly, we have about five minutes before we welcome CEO of USAA Wayne Peacock to the show. Your thoughts on some of the things that we've heard, whether it be E.J. Manuel discussing the game, college football playoff, leaving Florida State out. Maybe it's Jacob Hester sharing some Philip Rivers stories. Anything that really, you know, and honestly, actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to scratch all of that. Okay. What I want to talk about is Reese Davis.
1: That's, what I, that's exactly where I was about to go anyway. Using the
3: first segment of our show to say, hey, everybody, listen up. I got something to say. Yes. He was not here for the conspiracy theories about how ESPN was always going to put Alabama in over an ACC Power Five, let alone undefeated Power Five champions.
1: Yeah, Fitty, we're going to need that graphic with that uh, with that quote on there today. <laughs> you know, that's going to be some nice clickbait Whew. for people to hear uh, because I felt like, you know, he was really breaking it down to his purest form. You'll say, hey, there's no conspiracy here. There's no nothing. It was simple and plain because you do get a little bit of people trying to which in theory it is Florida State not making it because of their quarterback but they didn't make it because of their quarterback and because of how their offense looked without said quarterback so that's the part of this that gets baked in as well and I thought he did an eloquent job of bringing that to the forefront also bringing a little smoke dropping some subs oh, a, little little yeah, he had a few subs in there for those out there who, who didn't agree and thought that this was some type of ESPN contrived snub and so I enjoyed that and then you know, EJ continuing to bang the drum for the nose. Jacob Hester coming through, yeah. also as an SEC guy, and agreeing uh, with EJ and saying that it should have been Florida State. And then Matt Burke, I mean, he was great. I mean, the handshake alone was the highlight of the show right there. And then the bags and everything <laughs> that, he, that he brought to the table. It's great to have a legendary offensive lineman uh, like him.
3: You no, know, it, it really was. It was uh, yeah, Matt Burke coming in with the bags with the shiny gold logo that is the Harvard logo right in front of my face. He said, wait, it's not so much. I didn't mean, to, I hope I didn't offend him. I don't think I did, but he was pushing back on just how shiny that was. I stand by it, man. I stand by it. That thing was bright. It was. Okay, and he was flossing and that's okay. When Gucci you go to Harvard, prices,
1: though, man. I think 600 bucks. Well,
3: not with 30% off, though. 30% off. That's you right. Get a nice it, is a, it is a great deal and so, yes, you can go there, I believe, to heritagegear.com and go check more of that out with Matt Burke, the all-pro Pro Bowl center, and also Super Bowl champion. All right, let's go back to the Body Works Plus guest hotline and welcome... Wayne Peacock joining us now on Wesson Walker. Of course, you're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We're live from Boston, Media Row in anticipation of the Army-Navy game. Wayne, thank you so much. How are you doing?
5: I'm doing great, and thank you guys for being out here today and telling the story, and it's great to have the Charlotte team here as well. So, doing great. We should be thanking you. We should be thanking
1: you. Thank you for uh, all of the great eats and all the things we've been enjoying this weekend. Yeah, so those (laughs) that don't know,
3: we were talking about it before this segment. Wayne Peacock joining us, CEO and President of USAA. Wayne, you've had over 30 years of experience at the company. Here we are once again with another another 124th edition of the Army-Navy game. My question to you is, how have you seen this company grow and maybe even this game start to grow a little bit in over your 30 years' experience?
5: Well, look, when I started, I think we had about 2 million members, right? It seemed like it was really big at the time. 13.5 million members we're serving today. We're serving with greater products, more products uh, for members, One of the exciting things that's happened over the years is opened up our eligibility um, to enlisted uh, folks, um, and that's been really, really powerful. Many more family members get a chance to participate with USAA as well. So it's really been a story of growth in so many ways, but the constancy has really been about great service and taking care of military families. You know, we've been around for 100 years, and we've been serving military families, and that's the only thing we do You know, for that entire century's worth of service.
3: Well, with that kind of growth, I would imagine it takes some creativity to try to keep up with that kind of growth. And, well, you're a creative man if you let uh, Fast Company tell it. Name, Fast Company <laughs> named you one of the 100 most creative people in business. What would you say are one of the, your more creative ideas that you were able to bring to the table in order for this company to grow as much and help everybody as much as they have?
5: Well, look, back in the day with Fast Company, that was all about us understanding understanding what these devices that we called smartphones um, back in the day, could okay. <laughs> do uh, right, and we started delivering USA service through mobile phones, um, and then you know iPhones, and then through smartphones, and the development of you know everyone's capabilities today to serve their customers, you know through those devices has been truly game-changing uh, for you know for us and really for everyone else as well. So it was uh, exciting for me to be a part of that. But you know the innovation we've done here as well, getting the game back to the second Saturday back in the day, um, mattered a lot. Um, I think the The combination of the athletic departments and USA working together to promote the game has been phenomenal and America's Game is on showcase here uh, this Saturday in Boston. It's the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party. Um, This is where freedom was born in our country. Um, This is where the militia was born in our country. This is where the military was born in our country. So the symbolism of bringing army, navy here to Boston on this 250th anniversary um, really, really powerful.
1: And Wayne, for those who don't know, and those who are eligible for USAA insurance, what makes them a cut above of any other insurance that they could get?
5: Well, look, there's two things, right? Um, We have the best service, uh, without a doubt, of you know anyone in the industry and then we have highly competitive you know, prices to go along with that, but it's the combination that comes back to our members Know they can trust us, that we've got their back, and when things go bump in the night, whether it's a car crash or something happening to their house or in these tough catastrophe periods, there's no one you want better than USAA um, to be on the ground taking care of you.
1: And what's next for this company as you guys try to expand and get better?
5: Well, we're going to continue to um, serve more and more military families. We're continuing to bring kind of the power of data and analytics to personalize Um, our experiences for members through their their digital advices we have incredible service on the phone with our MS our member service reps and now we're replicating that and emulating that uh, through the digital channels as well I think there are going to be a lot of great expansion there
3: that's the voice of Wayne Peacock CEO and president of USAA we're here for the Army Navy game taking place tomorrow at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough Wayne what's the most important responsibility that you have when it comes to this Army Navy game every year
5: Well, look, um, my team does a phenomenal job doing all the prep work, getting the game ready to go, so I'll give all the credit to them. My opportunity here, you know, yesterday, today, and tomorrow is just getting out and talking to our members, telling the story of Army-Navy and telling the story of USAA. Earlier today, um, I was out with Gronk uh, at Faneuil Hall, and we gave away two uh, recycled rides to deserving veterans. Uh, Just an incredible experience out there. Um, us with our partners have adapted these vehicles to be able to support veterans who you know need that adaptability. I had a great opportunity to talk to a sergeant today, who's um, you know got now an incredible you know pickup truck that is giving him back his personal independence and his freedom. Awesome And sergeant. knowing that we give that kind of difference is really really great.
1: So Wayne, what is your approach for tomorrow? Are you going to be neutral and just have a half and half jersey and just hope for a good game?
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I always hope for a good game, and I hope for a good game to go all the way into the fourth quarter, because that's great for ratings uh, for all of us as well. I have been involved in the game personally since 2009. I stayed neutral until the first year I became the CEO. I made a prediction. I was wrong. I learned my lesson. So now the way I do this, (laughs) I go with the voice of the crowd and USA employees right now are voting 53-47 for Army. Okay. okay, yeah, We don't
3: know anything about getting predictions wrong. Yeah, not at all. We wouldn't know anything about that. Uh, Yeah, because it's our first time. There's so many people that we've talked to here today. It's their first time in attendance. We've been looking for advice. Some people don't have advice because it's their first time. Other people are saying, just take it all in. Do you have any specific advice for us as we take that all in tomorrow?
5: Yeah, look, the pageantry of this game is Special. The march on is just, it's breathtaking. If you're out on the field with all the mids and the cadets in formation, filling up literally the entire football field, that is magnificent. Um, the sport, right, this is really college football at its pure. So enjoy the game, you know, as well. Um, and then what I would say is, um, you know, at the end, you'll get a sense of what this is really about with singing second. Um, whoever wins, um, they sing second. And then after the game, these group of great men come back together again as one um, to defend our freedom. And I think the story of America's game is really not just about football. It's about the leadership and the character that we build at the academies. And it's about that group of um, young men and women who are going to be the leaders in our military going forward. And our ability to celebrate that and tell that story, I think, is really, really important. And maybe the last thing I would say is in this day and age where so much of our country is polarized, About different topics. It's a great symbol that you can be against each other for 60 minutes playing football, and then you can be back together again for a greater cause, which is about defending our freedom.
3: That's Wayne Peacock, CEO and President of USAA. I I guess I got to say just one more thing. I have to ask you this question. You talked about your interaction with Gronk. Have you been able to party with him at all? What was the interaction? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just a little bit? A little party? Just, okay, uh, just a little bit. Just so. a little bit. Oh, we'll leave it yeah.
1: there. That's uh, fine. I'll tell you, Grant
5: Grock worked me again today to try to get membership, but, uh, you know, it's still not come possible. On, Gronk. Uh, Gronk. come he, on. He was working hard uh, out there. I will say, just for the Charlotte team, I know it's your first time up here. We now have 700 of our teammates working in Charlotte. So I thought I'd just make a shout out to all the great USA teammates there that are taking care of our members really, really well.
3: Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it. I know me and Wes have had a blast and it's only Friday. We still got a lot to go especially with the game tomorrow and we appreciate that. Your role in putting all of this on. Once more, Wayne Peacock CEO and President of USAA joining us here on Wesson Walker via the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Thank you so much Wayne. Great. Thanks Wesson Walker. Enjoy the game. Absolutely. We certainly will. Yep, we will. All right, that's Wayne Peacock. We'll put all of these interviews, we've had so many, we'll put all of them on our website, WFNZ.com All you have to do, visit the website, go to the Wesson Walker tab the podcast tab, click on it and we'll have all of that in front of you, the best of segments, all of the hours, all of the interviews, it's right there once more WFNZ.com Let's take a quick break, we'll come back Ross Tucker on the other side of it as we continue to welcome plenty of guests live from Media Row for the Army-Navy game, Boston, Massachusetts Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ
1: McDonald's is not new to chicken
3: sports radio 92.7 wfnz we're here for the 124th army navy game do you feel like we have a handle on what we're going to experience tomorrow because all it feels like we keep getting in in ways of advice is just make sure you take in the pageantry before and after so i guess that's specific enough but it feels like we haven't been talking about the game as much yeah i'm like wait am i making a mistake as the interviewer and not asking about the x's and o's i thought we might get to it with keenan reynolds but we are just continuing to welcome in so many different guests we don't have enough time it's like well you got two five and six programs here
1: they've been doing the work for yeah they have telling us what this game means and and all the things that we're going to experience And, Walker, I don't think we grasp what we're (laughs) going to experience tomorrow, man. You know, like I said, I grew up uh, watching this game for sure. And so tomorrow, just everything, when you talk the pageantry of college football, which is one of my favorite things, we're going to get that on steroids tomorrow with all of the ceremonies and rituals that will take place before this football game that makes it special and makes it what it is. And the fact that it means so much to these guys. And that's another part about this thing. You talk about the Michigan-Ohio states, Alabama-Auburns, and all those types of matchups, well, this game to these guys and this community means just as much. And I think we're going to see that heart and that passion spill out onto the field for what should be a great matchup. All right, so let's
3: finally, for the first time in a while, because we just haven't had much time at all, Go to the Carolina Men's Clinic text line and try to catch up on some of the texts that are rolling in. 704-570-9610. Just like always, if we don't read your texts, it doesn't mean that we don't see them. It's just really hard to bring all of these to the airwaves. Uh, Stanford P. wrote in a little while ago. He said, I need to hear Fiddy's silky voice. Fiddy, please mute them. Um, because it's been hard to go back to the studio every now and then. Plus, there are plenty of people with all of our love for Roy. He just got me a Pepsi, and so I appreciate that. There are people that are getting a little defensive over Fitty, but yeah. that are also welcoming Roy as well. It's, it's a little bit of a mix right now, but there are people that are protective of him, the Marlowe Militia. Lots of texts from the Marlowe Militia that are rolling in on the text line as well. Here's one, too. We got a text saying that I sounded when we were interviewing Jacob Hester. Okay. That I, I sounded like I was having a conversation with myself. I don't know if I heard that, fitty Did you Did you feel like that was the case just from the studio? Did it sound like I was having an interview with myself? Did he sound like uh, uh, that much like me?
2: Yeah, I mean, and what was weird was you know we went to break and you were very complimentary of the interview and you were like, "Man, I think your interviews have been on point."
3: It would make a lot of sense that you would like the interview because you were interviewing yourself while you were sitting there on Radio Row. That's true. He just, he outed me by thinking that the interviews have gone well, and then it's only because I'm talking to myself.
1: That's the only reason. Yeah, they they didn't know that you were so talented, but I didn't hear a resemblance in the voice, man. I mean, we're getting the comps today, if anything.
3: Um, That's true, and it all comes from the same show. So not only do you have E.J. Manuel and Jacob Hester hosting the show on SiriusXM, but it feels like that's our show. Uh, We haven't talked a lot about the NFL. We did get a chance to talk with Matt Burke about the offensive line play. I thought, man, what a perfect center to have on to discuss that because he – had the conversation about switching to a zone scheme from an offensive line standpoint. Well, coincidentally, that's exactly what happened with Thomas Brown coming over and bringing some of those concepts from the Rams organization, applying it to this offensive line, West that played well last year. You had a different left guard because Brady Christensen got hurt, and that really hurt them because Chandler Zavala, he's thrust into a starting position, hasn't gone well his first season. But I thought that was fascinating stuff from Matt Burke about the offensive line play and the lack of protection in this new scheme with the new coaching staff that they had this year.
1: Yeah, and he hit on some great points and he really got into the nitty gritty of offensive line play and I thought that it was very interesting how long he said it took them to transition uh, to that zone blocking scheme. We've heard some people talk about how that's affected this offensive line and we've seen some of the linemen themselves kind of say they wish that they could just line up and go straight ahead and blow people up and so uh, I thought Burke definitely brought it. He's one of the best centers there ever was in the NFL NFL, so uh, his word definitely holds a lot of weight. All
3: right, so let's continue to talk about the NFL, and we will welcome Ross Tucker now joining us on Wesson Walker via the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can find him on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL and Plenty of podcasts, Ross Tucker pod. You've also seen his work, media gigs like working with the Eagles, Odyssey Sports, CBS Sports, Westwood One. Plenty of different outlets. Man's there. got a lot of jobs. Yes, More he jobs does. Than me, I thought I'm I trying. had a lot of <laughs> <I'm trying. laughs> Yes, he does. Ross, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Walker, are you um, related to Lance at all? Lance Mel? Is yeah. that is it? no, I am not related. I didn't even know there <laughs> was another male out there to be honest with you. Are you
4: kidding me? He, he was a linebacker for the Jets. I did not know. Nobody's that. ever made, mentioned that to you
3: before? No, this is a, now I get a lot of hey, Walker Texas Ranger. I wink and then an elbow nudge, but I don't really get a lot of Lance Mel That's related That's funny. I, I,
4: I maybe I'm losing my mind, but I could have sworn he was a pretty good linebacker for uh the Jets, yeah. Now, how far back are we talking? Because i We're I'm, talking um he was a third-round pick in 1980. Okay. At a Penn State, and he played 80 to 87. Second-team All-Pro in '85. That was the year the Jets were really good. So I'm a Penn State guy. Like, grew up in Central Pennsylvania, season tickets. So I probably heard Lance Mail more well great i've never even seen anybody else have that last name yeah well
3: thanks to ross for immediately killing any chance that i have of becoming the most famous male in sports radio or sports history it can still be done ross blew it up man you just blew it up i appreciate (laughs) it nonetheless maybe i go on ancestry.com and figure out if i am (laughs) related to him or not Um, We were talking about the Panthers. Had a chance to talk with Matt Burke about the offensive line issues. Of course, Bryce Young has been the topic of conversation, not only clearly locally, but nationally. Uh, Ross, how surprised are you that it's gone so poorly for the Panthers
4: this year? Very. Very. And I don't understand how it feels like they regressed so much on the offensive line. Like, I looked at their offensive line before the season. I was like, okay. You know, you got... Uh, Ike at left tackle or Icky at left tackle, we know what Taylor can do at right tackle So have Bozeman at center, and I knew Corbett was hurt earlier in the year right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so he was hurt, he comes back and Brady Christensen gets hurt, but to your point, and it they was had a- Zavala and whatever. Yeah, it was a lot of the same offensive line though, like we're surprised too. Yeah, like that to me is unacceptable, like it's unacceptable if you've got the same guys and they're getting worse, you'd like to think the same guys get better not worse, and they went in the wrong direction, and uh, I, I guess we'll never really know the answer to how much of an impact that's had on Bryce, but because I don't think Bryce has been good, but I'm really surprised too. You know if somebody said, I heard somebody say, you guys will appreciate this, that you would think David Tepper with his money will go out and spend it to assemble like an all-star coaching staff, right? And I said to the guy, He did. Yeah. He thought he did. Deuce Daly, Caldwell, McCown. I don't know how much he paid those guys, but I think he paid a lot to get what he thought was an all-star coaching staff. And then they get worse everywhere. Worse on defense, worse on the offensive line. Like, how is that possible? And they even, like, they tried to win the division this year. Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, Adam Thielen, DJ like they were trying to win The game this year, I mean, didn't win the division this year. They wanted to put Bryce in a good position where he had reliable veteran threats, had a good offensive line. The fact, like, it'd be one thing if they were like the Packers. And the Packers' five receivers are three rookies and two second-year guys. Their two tight ends are both rookies. Like, if the Panthers were going through growing pains with, like, an all a group of all-young guys, that'd be one thing. They didn't do that, guys. Like they brought in vets to try to make sure it was good right away, and it was the opposite. I mean, Adam Thielen should not be your best skill guy in 2023. He should. Not. The Vikings didn't even think he was worthy of being like their number two anymore. Or maybe even number three, and he's your best skill guy this year.
1: So, Ross, when you look at it from your offensive line expertise with Ikiakuanu, what have you seen from him, and what do you think the solution is? Should he move to right tackle? Should he move inside the guard? What are you seeing there?
4: Yeah. You know, I thought he was making progress the second half of last year, which is why this year is so disturbing to me. He's kind of lost his confidence, and that's a real bad thing. It is hard to pass pro if you've lost your confidence. Um I don't know who the offensive line coach is, so I don't want to uh, throw him under the bus, but the reality is it's a results-oriented business, and the results of the Panthers' offensive line have been really bad, and they've gotten worse. My guess is they'll make a change there. I probably would let the new offensive line coach see if he can improve Icky at tackle, if not move him to guard, and I think he'll be a very good guard, but like... You can't have a liability in pass pro at left tackle. It doesn't work. And it's a big reason why you guys have struggled. You use a top five pick or top six, whatever it was, he's got to perform better than that.
1: And so talking about Bryce Young and you talking about his play earlier, is it unfair to kind of cast judgment on him now? And how long do you think it should take before you make a decision on a rookie quarterback? I would say...
4: um, By halfway through next year, we'll have a pretty good feel for what his ceiling and floor are, I think. Now, in fairness, like, there are guys that, if you stick with them, like Icky or whoever, I mean, Austin Jackson for the Dolphins was kind of terrible his first couple years. He just got paid, you know, and that's the thing that always bothers me as an undrafted guy is these first-round picks get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. But a lot of times there's a reason for that. They have the physical ability, and they're able to to get to the other side and become a good player. But I think with the new coaching staff, whoever Tepper brings in, I think about halfway through next year, we'll have a pretty good feel for what path the uh, Panthers are on, in particular Bryce Young. My question for you guys is, do, do people down there, would they want Belichick? <laughs> if you guys ask, but uh, it, they want Belichick. it a little Chuck-
1: bit of a mixed bag. You get some people that do honor the championships and honor what he's done and think that it could be good, and then you get a lot of people that's looking at what's going on right now in the past few seasons, and they're saying, no, we'll pass. I would tell you our text line would emphatically
3: say no thank you to Bill Belichick. Part of that might be the 03 Super Bowl loss to New England. <laughs> there might be still some of that. But also, I think most people feel like you're going to get Belichick the GM, too.
4: And if he's not willing yeah, to relinquish control... That's the problem. Then you don't want him to be there. But I also... Can't, I, I don't know if... Because the, the deal is that Tepper is heavily involved, right? Or it feels like he that is. That is very much the deal. So, okay. So that wouldn't go over well with Bill. That that would not be a good, a good marriage. But I think he's still going somewhere. I think he's going to Washington or Carolina. Because don't you feel like on some level, Tepper needs, like, credibility? Like, don't you think Belichick would at least give him credibility and like reset things down there in carolina cuz it's, it's kind of hard to argue with hiring arguably the best coach of all time well I'm- Yes, that's true. It look it, it feels dumb to say, "Ah, oh, the
3: guy that won six Super Bowl championships." Nah, I'm good. Well, let's. What about this OC in Detroit? Let's move on. Let's go to him instead. But that's how I feel, and it's just because we've seen Bill Belichick recently not be able to win as many games, and a lot of that has to do with the QB choice. But if Bill Belichick is not going to give up control, especially to an owner that is going to be so hands-on. It just feels like that marriage wouldn't work. That, at least that's what it feels like to me. And so, I don't know. Bottom line, David Tepper's going to have to change as an owner if this organization is going to change and start to win more games. We'll see. Do you see. think
1: Belichick is the coach that they should go after?
4: Um, no, I don't. No, I, I don't. But I think... He will land in either Washington or Carolina. Okay, that's my guess. All right, my prediction.
3: That's the guess of Ross. Much to the uh, despair of a lot of people texting in right now. Not too many people would like it, Ross. Before we get you out of here, I do want to give you the opportunity to talk about myfrontpagestory.com. Could be a very unique uh, holiday gift out there for people that are looking for another.
4: Well, so I don't know. Like I don't know if you guys have significant others or whatever, but like I'm at the point now. I have no idea what to get my wife for Christmas. Like she literally emails me a link to like to buy or something. It's like, that's not very romantic. Like, I'm just putting my credit card information in. By the way, we have a joint bank account. So, like, it's like, what am I even doing? I'm just, like, saving her two minutes of time, you know, that she would have ordered herself. So, I tell people all the time now, because my buddy started this company, myfrontpagestory.com. You literally, like, while you're driving home or you're driving to Chick-fil-A, talk to a writer, a real writer, for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Tell him how great your wife is, significant other, mile, I don't care, dad. They write this unbelievable story. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. What's it, Charlotte Observer down yeah, there? Yeah, It looks right. like it's on the cover of the Charlotte Observer. It's beautiful. It's framed. And then I've seen them open it up now. The key is, like, when your wife's opening up, you just say, hey, babe, I want to do something special for you I had a story written about you. Like, does that sound like the most, what? That does sound what? pretty good. That's pretty what? strong. What? You had that's a sick. story written about me? And then she <laughs> reads it. And make sure when you do it, fellas, myfrontpagestory.com, make sure you give the line, I just never thank her enough. For all the little things she does, because when they read it, oh, he's good. she'll be like, "Oh my God, he gets it." He gets it. We, we, I, I don't have I don't have any I don't have like any advanced stats on this, but I think it's like a 75% happy tier hit rate. Mm-hmm. Myfrontpagestory.com. They will cry happy, and then by the way, you, it's framed, so you Hang it up in the house. So it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Myfrontpagestory.com. Incredible EPA per tier is what Ross Tucker (laughs) is promising you
3: with MyFrontPageStory.com. That's Ross Tucker. Go check out MyFrontPageStory.com. Also, check him out on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL, a part of the Ross Tucker Pod, and plenty of of other outlets that you can hear some of his NFL content. We appreciate the time, man. Always. Great seeing you guys. Thanks Thanks for for having me. Appreciate it. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with plenty more. One more hour to go on Wes and Walker, live from Boston for the Army-Navy game. We're at Media Row, Sports Radio 92.7 WF. FENZIE.